This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Here's a little Chicago radio history tidbit for you. Did you know that WBEZ used to be a big jazz music station? Long-time listeners know, that is for sure. So we're going to get back to our roots. Today marks the start of the four-day Chicago Jazz Festival that's happening at the Chicago Cultural Center and Millennium Park. And before we dive into the event, it is time for a history lesson. Here to school us is Neil Tesser, Grammy Award-winning jazz journalist, author, and a former broadcaster on WBEZ. Welcome back, Neil. Hi, Sasha. Good to hear your voice. I I recently read, Neil... Jazz was born in New Orleans, but it grew up in Chicago. Uh, take us back to New Orleans and then tell us how jazz came to be. Yeah, that's a pretty good generalization. Um, it's uh, The old cliche is that jazz came up the river from New Orleans up the Mississippi to Chicago. Of course, right. the Mississippi isn't really near Chicago. But, but <laughs> as a generalization, it works fine. Uh, jazz pretty much coalesced in New Orleans. It was a port town. Uh, it was a city that uh, before, say, 1910, 1915, was a city where blacks and whites and uh, people of uh, Hispanic origin all mixed freely. Uh, there weren't great segregational um, uh, barricades in place. And as uh, a combination of uh, European harmony and African rhythms and what Jelly Roll Morton, one of the earliest founders of jazz, called uh, the Spanish tinge, meaning Latin music, these all kind of coalesced along with military band music and the second line parades in New Orleans. And out of that came what would become jazz. But following the closing of the red light district, which was called Storyville in New Orleans in 1917, a lot of jazz musicians who had been working in, in the Brados, I mean, that's where a lot of jazz was played, mm-hmm. uh, they, they uh, made their way up to Chicago as sort of next to, but not exactly part of the Great Migration. They weren't coming necessarily to find better factory jobs. They were going, coming up because Chicago was a more open town than at that time after the closing of Storyville, New Orleans. Yeah, so who then would you say are some of the people that made it happen here at the start? Well, I mean, you really have to point to uh, King Oliver, who was a cornet player from New Orleans who came up to Chicago and who a few years later sent for his protege, who had been playing the second cornet in his band in New Orleans, and that guy was Louis Armstrong. Yeah. Louis Armstrong came to Chicago 100 years ago, uh, 19, uh, 1922, and settled here and quickly eclipsed his mentor in terms of his talent and his spark and his innovativeness. And uh, Louis Armstrong made his first recordings and his first great recordings while he was living in Chicago. He made them out in Indiana at the Jeanette Recording Studio, which was on the eastern end of mm. Indiana, and where a lot of Chicagoans traveled. Dick Spiderbeck made his first records there. Jelly Roll Morton made early records there. Uh, Hoagie Carmichael. So that was a, a big step. And uh, yeah. Louis Armstrong's music gave uh, inspiration to a number of white high school students at Austin High School. Here in town, they became known as the Austin High Gang, doing their version of the early jazz of Louis Armstrong. And that group eventually included Benny Goodman, Mm -hmm. who put together his ideas for what became the swing era. Uh, Benny Goodman was known as the king of swing. So that comes out of Chicago, too. And, of course, there's a lot of blues and there's a lot of gospel going on at the same time. But in a straight jazz timeline, uh, Benny Goodman follows up next, and then the, the the whole country goes wild for swing music. Yeah, and, and dig more into jazz's place on the south side of Chicago, right? And the, the jazz nightclubs that were popular back in the day, Neil. 
Yeah, something called the stroll. There was uh, an entire avenue where people would uh, go out and go from club to club and hear a great deal of the music down in Bronzeville and south of there. And uh, this is where the earliest jazz in Chicago was getting a real audience. It was into the south side area that the kids from Austin High went. They might have been, in many cases, the only white faces in the crowd, but they were there to hear the music, and they were encouraged by the innovators and creators of that brand of jazz at the time. Mm. And then let's move up a little toward post-World War II, and a fellow named uh, Sonny Blount, Herman Blount, moves up here from the south and settles in Chicago and renames himself Sun Ra. And Sun Ra was one of the early avant-gardists. His inspiration gave rise to some of the musicians who later formed the Association for the Advancement of Creative Musicians, which is over 50 years old and, uh, in fact, close to 60 years old now Mm -hmm. that I think of it, and which has been a a beacon and a pioneering um, inspiration for uh, free jazz players and players pushing the envelope and looking for, for more exciting and experimental sounds. Uh, again, over the last six decades and throughout the world. I mean, the the AACM and the Art Ensemble of Chicago had put Chicago on the jazz map of the late 20th century, the way that Louis Armstrong and others did in the early 20th century. Yeah, so so fast forward then, how would you describe the jazz scene today here in our city? It's so multifaceted. uh, It's really difficult to do it justice. I mean, you still have successors of the AACM and current AACM members. You have a whole different group of of free and experimental improvisers that uh, use more of their, uh, uh, take more of their materials from uh, European avant garde. Mm -hmm. And that's a group that that performs often at Constellation. Uh, When I say a group, it's a coterie of musicians uh, at Constellation and the Hungry Brain and Elastic uh, up on the north side. You also have artists like Kurt Elling and Patricia Barber, who have become world famous while still living in Chicago and are known as vocalists who also have carved very distinct styles. That Kurt Elling is appearing uh, at kind of as a last-minute substitution at the Jazz Festival. Uh, lucky to have him on um, on Friday night with this band that he has. It's very electronic and funk-filled mm-hmm. and a lot of fun. And, uh, and I mean, there's so many other, so many. other artists in different <laughs> styles. It's, it's quite incredible, uh, uh, the, the range of music that's going on in yeah. the jazz field in Chicago is, is huge. And also, on Saturday night, there's an the artist named Micaiah McRaven, who, again, has traveled the world with a, a sort of jazz that is inspired and influenced by hip-hop techniques with a lot of montaging and looping and mixing. And that is a sound now that is heavily identified with Chicago because of Micaiah McRaven's place here. Yeah. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about jazz. It has a rich history here in Chicago, and it continues to grow and call the city home. We're still here with journalist, author, and former WBEZ broadcaster Neil Tesser. Neil's also a board member of the Jazz Institute of Chicago, which is celebrating all things jazz for the next four days during the Chicago Jazz Festival. So it's a good time to bring another voice into the conversation. John Foster is the Managing Director of Programs and Education Initiatives at the Jazz Institute. Welcome to the program, John. Thank you for having me. Good to see you. So talk about this this Jazz Festival. I mean, it's here, it's started. How long has it been going on, though? It has been going on for, if I'm not mistaken, 45 years. 45. Coming up on 45. Um, 
And it's a I I feel and I describe it as the year ending celebration for uh, for jazz because um at the jazz institute especially in the education department we work on the same schedule as like school years basically mm-hmm. so towards the beginning of the school year is the ending of uh, <laughs> what they call it a whole programming season for us and so this is the big party at the end it's the party of all parties for jazz in the city of Chicago everybody loves it all the musicians are ready for it yeah and it's really nice to get the city hyped up for it yeah for sure uh, who are some of the folks that are performing in the next couple of days uh, so I know on Friday we have uh, one of my mentors Ari Brown playing mm-hmm. as well as Walter Smith uh, the third um, on Saturday, as Neil said earlier, we have Micaiah McCraven. Um, and then on Sunday, which I'm really looking forward to, is one of my, my grandmother's favorites, uh, Juan de Marcos and Afro-Cuban All-Stars. Ooh. Yeah. What do you love about them? Uh, so my my family is actually, on my father's side, is actually from Cuba. Okay. So the uh, tradition of Cuban song that they play, uh, I, really, I really love it. And then it really got me into the whole playing percussion and everything as well. So I'm really looking forward to seeing them play in that tradition as well. Yeah. What about you, Neil? Are there artists that you're looking forward to seeing? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think I'll enjoy Micaiah McCraven's show. Um, This very evening, Chico Freeman, who is uh, the offspring of the first family of jazz in Chicago, the Freeman family, Von Freeman, and their younger brother, Bruce Freeman, and the youngest brother, George Freeman, who's 96 years old and will be playing guitar on the stage tonight in a special piece that Chico Freeman has put together to celebrate the centennial of his father, Von Freeman, who was born uh, in a, at the beginning of October in 1923. So that should be something. And then after that, it's Ron Carter, who is arguably the most recorded jazz bass player ever. He appears on some 2,200 records, mm-hmm. it's estimated. He was a member of Miles Davis's group, and he's now 86 years old himself and is being lionized across the planet, as he should be, for his contributions to the music. So yeah. that should be good. And also, John, uh, we we should mention that how many of the really good performances take place in the afternoon. It's not just starting at, at, as the evening begins That's right. in the Millennium Park Pritzker Pavilion. There's uh, stuff going on on the rooftop over above the Harris Theater. And right now, going even. On at, and yeah, and right it's, now, uh, well, right now it's at the Cultural Center this afternoon, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then uh, there's another stage, uh, an afternoon stage there, where some of the artists that John mentioned are going to be playing. So... If you want to hear everybody, don't just show up at night. <laughs> For sure. And I, I really want to um, put more emphasis on if you all get a chance to really check out the rooftop stage on both Saturday as well as Sunday. Um, you know, the one thing at the Institute that we really like emphasizes is the whole full life circle of everything that goes on inside the music from starting to continuous because there's no there's no end you're always learning as a musician that's the one thing that i i know as a musician as well as a lot of musicians and we hear dizzy say it all the time you know i'm still learning um that's cool but yeah on saturday we have the high school bands that are currently within the chicago area as well as uh some of the metropolitan area and suburbs and then on sunday we actually have some of the alumni that are playing that came up through our program, our Jazz Links program. So mm-hmm. just like Alexis, who came up through our Jazz Links program. Right. These are some of the more recent, I want to say, that graduated within like the last two, three years and are either graduating from college and are freshly out on the scene now, really 
getting There's their so much their mark. talent in this city. Yeah. Um, I, I, to that end, I want you to talk a bit more about the different kinds of jazz, John, because uh, especially what will be showcased during the festival, because I, I feel like some folks listening to might be not that big into jazz and they don't know that there are different genres within jazz itself. Yeah, there's a bunch of different genres. And I really feel like we're in an age where, you know, the genres are actually being pushed a little bit even further because of all the different creativeness and innovation that's going on. And especially with the access of different modernized technologies that are coming on and everything. It's making um, us as musicians, as performers, even better and making their reach of creativity. It's not really, it's making the less... um, able to reach yeah. more reachable so it's going to be it's a little bit of everything for everybody i think uh we cover a lot of different areas that we feel would be covered from old, uh old school music mm-hmm. to new very new age and yeah i mean i loved hearing alexis talk about mixing r&b in there right and yeah gospel everything and i really feel like you know the more you don't have uh walls in their creativity the more we see who they really are and what their voice is yeah. as a musician. Neil, weigh in here. I mean, why do you think, for the person who still you know, might not get it, why do you think the jazz age in Chicago is, is just so important? Well, the music itself is, uh, is a, it's a cry for freedom. It's a cry of liberation. It always has been. And it provides an experience that, uh, that you don't really get from most other music where the performances are pretty standardized, um, people do a set list. That's not really what happens in jazz. And in fact, every time you hear a jazz performance, since it's so heavily dependent on improvisation, it is different. So, you know, it's engaging on a constant basis. You're always hearing something new. Uh, the famous cliche uh, is that it's the sound of surprise, and and it is a cliche at this yes. point, but like most cliches, <laughs> it's still true. Right. Um, and to what John was saying about the uh, the technology allowing for more blurring of lines, I mean, that's certainly happening with Makaya McRaven, who we talked about, and with this harpist Brandy Younger, who's going to be appearing that same night mm-hmm. on Saturday. Uh, and uh, But in terms of coming out and uh, the people who say, gee, I don't like jazz, it usually involves people who haven't really heard it. And or who haven't heard enough of it, or haven't heard some of the different styles. So, when you talk about the Afro-Cuban All Stars that are going to be performing on Sunday night, it's hard to imagine people not getting into that. Yeah. And when you talk about uh, uh, again, Makai McRaven, or especially Kurt Elling, it's really hard to imagine that people will not find their way into that because these mm-hmm. are new forms and new recordings that are using elements that people are familiar with from other forms of popular music. Exactly. So, which jazz has always done. Yeah. Well, I mean, John, Neil kind of gave us a, a teaser there, but before we go, I mean, where do folks, what do folks need to know? Where will performances be and do they need to buy tickets? So, no, they don't need to buy tickets at all. Because it's, it's free. free. <laughs> it's the only free jazz uh, festival, I think. In Amazing. Um, I will bring very comfortable shoes, especially walking shoes as well as dancing shoes because yes. I'm pretty sure throughout any performance you're going to feel enticed to dance um, and really enjoy yourself. Maybe bring a, because Millennium Park has both uh, seatings as well as a lawn, maybe make a picnic out of it. Bring yeah. your lunch, bring, bring Perfect. a pe- blanket and everything. 
John Foster is the Managing Director of Programs and Education Initiatives at the Jazz Institute of Chicago. Neil Tesser is a Grammy Award-winning jazz journalist, author, and former WBEZ broadcaster, also board member of the Jazz Institute. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Now, a few months ago, John, you actually helped us get a few Jazz Institute students into our performance studio here at WBEZ, and they played a few jazz standards for us, if you can remember that. So we'll go out on a little bit of that. Oh, yeah.